Welcome to the Daily Objective. It is day 70 of the war in Israel. I'm joined by James Valiant. We're going to talk about wartime morale today. And there are um, a few a few aspects to this that I want to talk about, or a few events uh, that have occurred and um, the uh, reactions to them, the responses, uh, I think, are, are um, not good for morale on the side uh, of the war that uh, that. I think all good people are on. Um, so uh, there's there's the one kind of famous example from the past uh, week or so, James. Uh, have you seen the images of, of terrorists surrendering in their underwear? Yes. So those are so, the best. Yes. Uh, yeah. So there there have been a few of those, and uh, you know um, they have been criticized. Israel has said, you know, you're humiliating them for no reason, and uh, and and so on. And of course, the, the reason they're told to surrender in their underwear isn't because we want to see, you know, their beautiful physiques. It's because they might be wearing a bomb. And uh, um, I guess Israel counts on them not wearing a bomb in their underwear. But, uh, you know, the rest, at least we, we can see whether or not there is a bomb. Uh, <laughs> so unbelievable. Yeah, they're doing it just to humiliate people. Right, right. No, this is insane. We've we, we, how many stories about ISIS, about Hezbollah, with their terrorists putting women and children bombs attached to the bodies of women and children, sending them in as suicide bombers. No, it's perfectly reasonable under the circumstances, and obviously not done just simply to humiliate human beings. No. Yeah, and of course, uh, suicide bombings have been the Hamas way since I, I believe '94 was when the first uh, wave started. January '94, just months after the Oslo Accords were signed, the Palestinians told the world what they think of the idea of peace with Israel by, um, uh, you know, acting acting on uh, on their newfound uh, you know territorial um, autonomy, let's say, and uh, and. So so yeah, it's uh, it's it's wrong not to uh, think about and worry about the possibility of a terrorist uh, wearing a bomb. Now again, you already know these people are terrorists. This is not just any random Palestinian. Although even that, I don't think would be necessarily wrong. And even if it was done to humiliate them, I don't necessarily think it's <laughs> wrong in the context of yeah, uh, morale is important in, morale is in, important. in wartime, and this is not good for Palestinian morale. And that's well, that's exactly it. It's as if the West is supposed to be concerned about Palestinian morale. No, because if it does, uh, it's a strange thing if you think about it, too, because it's all a question of embarrassment or humiliating people when you're pointing out that there's an actual security reason that everybody's evading. And so talk about an issue where morale is focused. If your concern is about uh, uh, the alleged embarrassment of adult male terrorists being shown in their underwear versus what happened on October 7th, then let me let me suggest your values are all screwed up. You don't have a hierarchy of values. You're not thinking straight. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, it, it's crazy. And worse still, uh, I know my president, Mr. Biden, is not terribly clear about things, but he some says has, something has to change. Does he mean Netanyahu's government? Does he mean the strategy? And then you hear the national security advisor, my, my president's national security advisor, saying, no, 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 we have to stop with the air raids and the violence there. We have to shift to a diplomatic. American policymakers are telling Israel what to do now. Talk about caving on a morale issue at the very wrong time. It's as if they're buying into the Hamas uh, propaganda and BR uh, 
it, again, you have a morale issue. It's the willingness of the West. It's the willingness of America to back up Israel that is lacking here. Uh, uh, if the, if there was moral clarity on our part, America and Israel could deal with this. But you see, it's that psychological part that's undermining the, the war effort, at least America's support. I can feel it right now. America's support for the war effort is officially crumbling, crumbling in the face of purely psychological considerations. Uh, talk about losing the morale war. Yeah, and of course, uh, <clears throat> the reason Israel isn't um, fighting with all its military might isn't America. Uh, that, that's a great excuse for Israel. But if, if uh, Netanyahu wanted to do what's right, nobody would have stopped him on October 7th. America would have maybe issued some statement if, you know, uh, uh, things didn't look good. But very little could have been said about any action that Israel took on October 7th at night or on October 8th. Um, this was and Netanyahu knows that this is not the first time that he's run one of these uh, one of these um, you know operations. Uh, it, you know he calls it a war, but it's it, uh, you know it's very much uh, his choice not to fight it fully. And um, uh, yeah, I, so where Israel has gotten is uh, is I think at this point Israel's fault, and of course, uh, 120 Israeli soldiers have died in the ground operation in Gaza. Um, and uh, yeah, ju but just to go back to the, the point of terrorists, uh, you know, surrendering in their underwear, it, it tells you something about, um, you know, how, how strongly they believe that, uh, you know, the greatest thing they can do is die for uh, jihad, for Allah. You know, this is this is a moment where you would think they would fight to the death. But apparently uh, when death is that uh, imminent, then they may be realize that life on earth is uh actually all that they have um there but, is. <clears throat> yeah so um and I, I i don't see anybody pointing that out but again i think people look at these images and just focus on why it's wrong of israel to be well, mean to, to savages if i could eliminate the threat from hamas and hezbollah to israel i know no one would want to see it but i would parade about in my underwear if that were the cost. <laughs> so people have dropped, talk about dropping all context. Talk about it. I mean, there are far, far worse things that happen in war than pictures of uh, guys in their underwear, okay? Uh, that's just insane. And if you're going to let that inhibit you, if that is truly an inhibition against doing what was required here, then you talk about losing the morale war before you've even started. You may as well just uh, raise the white flag right now because uh, we will the good guys will be inhibited from even showing pictures of adult men in their underwear in, in a wartime. When we're talking about people getting killed, rockets. I mean, I understand that today Jerusalem was uh, uh, attacked by rockets once again. Two of them landed in open areas. Two of them were intercepted by Iron Dome. But the rockets from Hamas to continue today. Now, in the face of rockets coming from Hamas, tell me, ladies and gentlemen, are pictures of adult men in underwear even a war issue? I mean, it's astonishing. I mean, if you follow Western, if you follow the news from Israel, from most Western media, you wouldn't know about any rockets because they're focusing on the men in their underwear. But the issue of morale here, right. James, there's morale. There, the issue of morale is on both sides, right? Uh, so you're, you want to you want to have you know uh, people on your side inspired to fight to support the effort, and you want to have you want to break the will of your enemy. And um, yeah. Hamas. For, for the enemy and for anybody who was considering being a part of the enemy, October 7th was a great victory. 
it, it was just the greatest thing that ever happened in these people's miserable lives. And um, this, so the morale issue there is necessary for this to never happen again. Not only does Israel need to uh, eliminate Hamas and uh, you know re- remove any remnant of Palestinian control of Gaza and uh, Judea and Samaria and the West Bank. And of course, uh, deal with Hezbollah, which it hasn't been doing, deal with Yemen, which it hasn't been doing. And now uh, uh, companies no longer want to have their ships go through, through there, and rightfully so, because nobody's protecting them. Uh, yeah, you know, the Houthis in Yemen should have been gone by now as well. Uh, Again, this is something where American support could really come. But of course, Americans are cowards. What is the National Security Advisor? I keep going back to the pusillanimous, cowardly assertions that are coming out of American policymakers these days. Well, we don't want to intensify their 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 hatreds. We don't want to intensify their 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 anger. What after October seventh, ladies and gentlemen, could their intensity and anger be any more extremely demonstrated? No, it cannot. Uh, so going further, more aggressively after these uh, monsters is not going to uh, aggravate them to some higher level of anger. The, the the thinking behind American policy is just insane, as if a continued uh, uh, continued military operations in Gaza will somehow increase the anger and prejudice of, of, of Hamas uh, and the Islamic radicals. Uh, that is insane, ladies and gentlemen. Talk about, again, it's a question of will. It's a question of the morale. And if America had the uh, get their head out of the sand and realize this is a coordinated Iranian assault and America could back Israel up w- w- in terms of attacks on Iran itself, attacks on the Houthis themselves, America has, they're attacking international shipping. This is a coordinated attack across nations. America has every right to attack Iran, attack the Houthis in Yemen right now. And that's the kind of support that America should be giving to Israel, frankly, rather than telling Israel how to fight this war. I'm disgusted at my policymakers. Yeah. And um, if you look at Israel and the Palestinians, if you look at the overall um, situation in the Middle East uh, versus the West, this is not a close call militarily it's not a, it's not a fair fight as, as you would call it um you know if if both sides actually fought with the full might of their military this would have been over uh yeah sometime october sometime late october 7th um but <laughs> well, the they issue- should have done it in the first few days yeah. and they did not and we were correct at the time to say it's outrageous that within the first three or four days there wasn't already tremendous military activity going on yeah, uh, but the issue there is also morale and also the the uh, you know which side believes it is actually fighting for something uh, that is right, and the West doesn't seem to actually think that what it is fighting for is right. The Palestinians are pretty much unanimous that killing Jews is the greatest thing uh, you can do, and and uh, um, uh, yeah, Boy, another survey came map out. Is the only goal these people have. Yes, another survey came out, appears, I know it's hard to get numbers in Gaza, but it appears that three quarters of the uh, uh, people in Palestine thought October 7th was just a a wonderful thing and a totally justified thing uh, to happen. That's what we're talking about here. Three, four people in Gaza are active supporters of October 7th. Think about that, ladies and gentlemen. A big problem I have with these polls is uh, they don't ask 
uh, a follow-up of the people who said, no, I don't think this was the right thing. Why do you not think it was the right thing? Do, do you think it was uh, it's wrong to do something like that ever? Or do you think this was not the right time? Like, are you are you against uh, you know, slaughtering Jews? Well, I, yeah, I, I, I think October 7th should have been 10 times bigger. Uh, uh, it would be some of their opinion. They, they may be too little <laughs> in that opinion. But think of it, just on the face of it, if you're saying yes or no to October 7th, you're, you've got three out of four people in uh, Gaza saying, yeah, October 7th, hooray. They were exhilarated like some U.S. college professors were, <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah. And the other quarter, you're absolutely right. What are these people? I mean, a quarter of any population is going to be, you know, in the hospital, uh, you know, children or something with no opinion. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's insane. It's clear the Gaza population very much supports Hamas or things more radical even than Hamas. Uh, and even those who support uh, the, you know, once upon a time, the PLO agreed to to a framework for peace. They never acknowledged Israel's right to exist. They never have. And uh, so even those who say I'm in favor of the Palestinian Authority or the Fatah wing, those folks even, even those folks, uh, it really is a question of the moral clarity, the vision, and the backbone to do something about it. And on both of those scores, I'm afraid it looks like we've already lost. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Bonnie, for the super chat. Um, there was about a month ago, there was that uh, speech by Hassan Nasrallah, the uh, head of Hezbollah, which was uh, hyped. And I think uh, uh, people were disappointed. People were expecting him to say that Hezbollah is going all in. Uh, and he basically said this is Hamas's war. Uh, after yeah. his speech, um, almost certain it was Elon uh Levy, the the uh, Israel spokesman who uh, you know has gone viral a few times, and uh, you may have uh, we've spoken about him on this channel, who said, I don't remember the exact word. It was something to the effect of uh, the speech was so boring. Uh, maybe uh, we we understand maybe uh, Nasrallah's speechwriters were killed in Israeli airstrikes, and he was reprimanded for this. I mean, this was I thought this was great. This is you know yeah yeah this is this is. A part of of uh, warfare, which, by the way, the other side does perfectly. They do the psychological warfare. They release videos of hostages that they've drugged and and uh, uh, made them read a statement. And, and in one case, they released a video of a hostage and then killed her. Um, so so they they know what they're doing. Again, they're uh, they have uh, moral clarity so, for their so the vile, propaganda uh, minister. For, so the propaganda minister for the Third Reich was off limits. So Tokyo Rose was off limits in World War II. That's insane. The propaganda arms of these aggressors are part of their war machine, are part of their war machine. The speechwriters, I'm going to go right to the zero in on it. The speechwriters are evil propagators. They make the violence possible. They are the ideas, the words, the propaganda. They are part of the war machine. Even yeah, it was less, it was less, like, I don't know that the... This there was any knowledge of any speechwriters dying. I think this was mostly a joke. Uh, and and oh. I mean, it was mostly a even joke. If it but... was sheer, even if it was sheer speculation on his part, it was delightful speculation. I, I would anyone I I would not shed a single tear if a speechwriter got it. And I don't even know if a speechwriter. But the point is, in theory, those people are also part of a war machine. They're worth a joke. Yeah, I'd joke about their death. They deserve to die. They're part yeah. of this war. 
Yeah, and and one of the criticisms uh, about him was, you know, after October seventh, after something like that happened, we need to have more humility. And and like my my reaction would be the exact opposite. You know, exactly. after something like October seventh happened, we should drop what we should have dropped earlier, which was the the uh, you know the the humility and and not just in uh, in words but in deed as well. And um, uh, unfortunately, yeah, Israel is is still humble and is uh, and and Israelis are dying daily. Out, uh, for it exactly exactly right how many people need to how many innocent people need to die uh it's insane it's insane they want to it's almost like they want hamas to continue they want to protect these uh terrorist organizations so they can survive to, to engage in more attacks what they want apparently is more october 7th that's all i can figure and that's called the humanitarian policy that's the policy of compassion don't you know a policy that will ensure these people survive hamas survives and that we get more october 7th that's considered humanitarian that's considered love of humanity that's considered a plea for peace it is upside down backwards inside out it is a hatred of life on earth honestly it really is if you can't defend yourself with moral clarity if you're pulling your punches like that then what you're saying is that your life your own life is not a value that you have to self-immolate in the face of evil. Uh, it's true. People sort of take it for granted. But there it is in Christian ethics where Jesus says, submit to the evildoer. And that you know, he said, Jesus said, submit to the evildoer. And in effect, Western policymakers absorbing this sort of self-immolation, the altruism that has been part of Western thought for thousands of years now, uh, I guess we just have to take it, turn the other cheek again and again and again, as many times, um, the Hamas leader said it, there'll be October 7th again and again until Israel is gone. Really? And that's the pro-peace side, the side that protects these people. Uh, unbelievable. Yeah, um, there's there, so uh, there's a couple of super chats. There's also a, another example or two I wanted to bring up. I do want to uh, let people know that uh, after the reality show, which is coming up in ten minutes, we have uh, for the first time since the war started a show that is not about the war. Um, we have uh, um, uh, Finance Friday with Jim Brown. He is hosting uh, Maria Marty and Eduardo Marty to discuss uh, Javier Millet uh, and um, what he can do, you know, or, or what. Uh, yeah, how how much? Well, they'll, they'll tell you what they discuss, but it's it's you know uh, there there are questions about how much of what he says he wants to do he can actually do, and um, yeah, I'm sure they will be discussing that. And of course, if you have any questions, uh, you're welcome to send your super. Well, chat. it's true that that, that uh, free market advocates around the world are wondering what the new government in Argentina can actually accomplish, or if it'll be counterproductive. Um, and it uh, the jury is definitely out on that, and a lot will depend upon the leadership there. So, but definitely, yeah. too unlike uh, unlike uh, Hamas in Gaza, he does have opposition within his country. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's not as easy to get away with. Uh, uh, nearly so easy, yeah. <laughs> Um, so thank you, uh, Jeff Bannister for the super chat. Thank you, Jason Adams for the super chat. Jason, um, says there is a certain humor when someone invokes the name of God and gets struck by lightning or has a heart attack. Did you see that? Oh, that movie? was so, oh my gosh. Yes. I did tweet about it, Jason, by the way, uh, at Rosie Ginsburg, in case you are not. Following. Well, see, Allah is speaking. 
right? I mean, if you want to know the will of God here, it's, it's almost like those joke where the big finger of God comes down. <laughs> See, I am an atheist. I'm absolutely certain that, the, that there is no supernatural uh, uh, agency working here. On the other hand, was that sheer poetry? <laughs> yeah, Bonnie, Bonnie said... I'm laughing because it is just, ladies and gentlemen, it is just. Those people who aid and abet anything like October 7th, when they die... You're not going to see a tear here. I'm going to joke about it, even if I—I I mean, even if it's a hypothetical joke about the spokesman for the monsters dying. Uh, uh, I don't uh, talk about just losing the morale war. No, in fact, we should be playing up, if anything, the the deaths of these people who advocate uh, such monstrous violence. Yeah, yeah. Bonnie says in the chat, I guess Allah missed. Uh, Bonnie, I'm not sure you should be making. <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, carrying Allah's name in vain in Michigan, but uh, I do appreciate it. Um, yeah, I, I I thought that was um... well. And as you point out, Israel and America clearly have the the military force here to wipe out the enemy, or at least to decisively push them back. And they're not even the fact that they're not even trying tells you everything. It's the willingness on the part of the defenders to use the force that they have, even if it is stronger. And it is the determination, even on the part of the weaker. If you're smaller, weaker, and have you know less advanced rockets and bombs, that doesn't make you the good guys just because you're weaker. Nor does it make it certain that they're going to lose. A minority, a, a, poor, a poorly equipped and trained minority can win a war if they have the will, and if the other guys don't have the will to fight back. It's morale, I'll say it again, I said it yesterday, I'll say it once more. Compared to, say, military technology, morale and the will to fight is by far the most important factor. Because if you're not willing to use your technology, what good is it? And if you're willing to stand up constantly and throw your, throw your own young people's lives away, you could actually win at the end of the day. Because you have the moral clarity, as perverse as it is, you've got the willingness to fight and die. Yeah. Um, so there was another incident yesterday or the day before uh, in Janine in the West Bank because stuff is happening in the West Bank and Israel is doing its usual thing of just reacting pinpoint to, uh, you know, doing these little operations. One of them, uh, some soldiers uh, that took over a mosque uh, used the, you know, uh, when you if you ever been near a mosque when there was a call for prayer, it's a very unpleasant uh, thing that they do. So they use that uh, speaker system to uh, uh, say some uh, Jewish prayer, and they uh, graffitied, we're here to eat hummus in the, some place there, and they were suspended. So, uh, and, and there were similar incidents of uh, soldiers uh, spraying, you know, football team names and slogans in Gaza uh, being suspended. There's uh, uh, There were, has been some criticism of Israeli flags being uh, used in Gaza, which I think is, you know, that is such a basic thing in war. You have uh, you have been forced into war. You've taken over a territory. Yeah, you plant your flag. That's that's basic. Plant your flag. Yeah. Look, you take they take a Hamas installation. Put put your flag right there. Take pictures and and if the world isn't reacting positively to an Israeli flag going over a former Hamas site, then again I want to wonder. I wonder about the clarity of the world on this. Uh, 
as we've said before, the United Nations is evil. Most of the nations of this world is sanctioning evil, are sanctioning evil right now. But the point is that when you've got a moral issue this clear, what you do is you send up the cheers and the rockets and the hoorays when an Israeli flag goes over a place in Gaza or over a former Hamas installation. That's cause for cheering, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, and and the world reaction, you know, I've already lost all hope. But the fact that in Israel there's no, um, th- again, they're lacking that clarity to say this is a good thing. I think this is this is a, a big part of the reason of why Israel is losing and will uh, continue to lose, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, a few days ago, uh, there was one of the deadliest uh, days in, in the war uh, for Israel. There were uh, 10 Israeli soldiers died, nine of them in, in uh, one operation in Gaza. And, uh, you know, one thing there was that this was uh, high-ranking officials, a uh, kind of high-ranking uh, uh, officers in the in the military who uh, went in first. And this is also a part of the, you know, lead-by-example approach. Now, that is, uh, I can see both arguments for it. I mean, for me, yeah, if, if you're not willing to do what you're calling on others to do, then, uh, you know, it's not really inspiring them to do it. On the other hand, you need commanders. Like, it's, it's right. you know, that, that hierarchy is there for a reason. It is important. Um, I want so, yeah, my most yeah. experienced guy, the most trained and experienced guy to be protected back there. And uh, the rest of us will, will take his orders precisely because he is the most trained, experienced and informed. we got to protect the generals. On the other hand, famous generals in history, Omar Bradley in World War II or uh, 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 in the ancient Roman world, generals who would uh, sleep uh, out in the open with their soldiers and not eat when their soldiers couldn't eat. They got solidarity with their people. I, you know, hmm. It, it, it's an amazing thing because heroic, act, the whole thing of heroism really depends upon your moral values. What you see as heroic, what you see as people willing to pay a high price for a high value should be treated as the heroism that it is. But again, that requires the moral clarity that we absolutely are lacking on this issue. Uh yeah, I, and again, I don't know in such a situation what the right answer is. I mean, there is a point at which, like, you can you can say, oh, well, the prime minister isn't going to fight, and uh, yeah, 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 but but there is there is a there is a reason for that, and I think that's uh, um, yeah, yeah. I I did have another point on this matter, but I don't remember what it was. So um, we were talking yesterday about George Washington and Valley Forge too. And if you think about it, the willingness of those guys to go through winter without shoes, on the frozen ground, not getting adequately fed with the diseases that were rampant and still willing to you know, endure that winter at Valley Forge so they could attack the British. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the kind of willingness that will cause you to beat a superior military force. And if and I'm not trying to say that Hamas is like George Washington at Valley Forge. I'm just tr- trying to point out the strength of moral clarity and how moral clarity can, in the, at the end of the day, defeat a superior, uh, militarily superior uh, opponent. Um, that's what wins wars, ladies and gentlemen, moral yeah. clarity. And speaking of moral clarity, on the reality show, we're going to discuss a couple of very different, uh, but, but you know, uh, similar in some ways, interviews or, or similar in the way that they uh, uh, help clarify what we're dealing with here. One by the Israeli ambassador to the UK, another by a uh, lecturer university in london uh so join us for the reality show in about a minute thank you james uh thanks everybody there is no daily objective tomorrow it is the ayn rand center uk christmas party 
So we are taking the day off uh, to party and hopefully we'll be able to do something on Sunday. Uh, we'll see. Uh, thanks, everybody, and see you in a minute. Be safe.